Man, it was like Christmas late last night in the House of Representatives because all these Republicans were giving McCarthy presents. Not those kind of presents. <laughs> What's up? This is Marquet Saves the Republic, and I'm doing a special weekend edition. Why? Well, because late last night, well, the rest of us were... I don't know, partying or drinking or sleeping or all of the above. Uh, the House of Representatives on the 15th ballot finally decided they wanted Kevin McCarthy. Well, finally decided they could stomach Kevin McCarthy as Speaker of the House. And man, it was tumultuous. It was wild. Uh, we should also point out it was the two-year anniversary of January the 6th. And so many really bizarre things happened. Uh, I guess everybody thought that on the 14th vote, on the 14th ballot, uh, Kevin McCarthy was going to get either A, all the votes he needed, or enough Republicans to vote present um, to allow him to become the speaker. Uh, Matt Gates apparently did not vote the way that people wanted him to vote. Um, and so they went into the they went into the 15th ballot. And that was it. That was the one. That was the one where finally the table was turned. It was like 216 to 212 to I think there were six. Pre it doesn't matter. Because um, Kevin McCarthy is now the Speaker of the House. He is, as we pointed out, the weakest Speaker of the House we've probably had in, well, I don't know, ever. But he's at least one of the weakest ones um, in history. And again, that's the point. And that's the point that a lot of people re uh, don't realize. And we'll get to that here. Just I'll explain to you why this is actually, you know, even though Kevin McCarthy, who's a swamp creature, is still Speaker of the House, it may be probably the best. It may be probably the best scenario um, he may now be totally uncorruptible or at least more uncorruptible than he, he has been uh, or uh, unable to be more corrupted than he already is, I think is what I was trying to say. Anyway, we'll get to that in a second. First of all, let's talk about the let's talk about the fireworks. Bam. It was like the fourth of July yesterday uh, after after Matt Gates voted present on the 14th ballot, Kevin McCarthy, who I assume was accept, expecting a, a vote, uh, expecting to hear his name out of Matt Gates's mouth. After that, Kevin McCarthy, man, he was fired up. He, he walked briskly, no one really runs, but he walked briskly up to Matt Gates, who was sitting with Lauren Boebert, and he was just talking and finger pointing, and Matt Gates was finger pointing back, and it seemed like it was getting a little heated, and I don't know if they were wheeling and dealing, or he was like, hey, dude, what's your problem? And then Matt Gates was all like, nothing, bro, what's your problem? And then Kevin McCarthy was like, I thought you were going to say my name, man. And Matt Gates was like, I decided not to say your name, man. You want, what do you want? You want me to say your name now? All right, poopy face. And that's just kind of what it looked like going back and forth. Um, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Mike Rogers, who's a congressman from Alabama, <laughs> Mike, Mike Rogers, like is about to lunge. He's about to lunge at Matt Gates to the point where, I mean, I, I don't know if he was going to hit him or whatever. I'm sure he said something probably not so nice. And then... Uh, North Carolina's Richard Hudson has to grab uh, Mike Rogers off of Matt Gates or uh, keep him from lunging at him. There's a great photo of of <laughs> it's really kind of funny. There's a great photo of Richard Hudson grabbing Mike Rogers by the face like he literally he puts his arm around him, grabs him by the face because I don't know if you know, this is a fun. This is something I learned in college. If you ever want somebody to do something, stop like attacking you or stop going somewhere, grab them by the face either the ear or the inner lip or the nose, whatever, because people tend to follow their face. If you, if you point someone's face in a direction, they're going to go there. So, uh, so uh, uh, Mike Rogers is, is about to, it's about to attack Matt Gates and Rich Hudson from North Carolina grabs his face. And of course, again, cameras everywhere in the chamber, right? They, they forget that or 
they just disregard it or whatever. And there's a so there's a great still photo of it um, making the rounds today. It's a fantastic meme. But they they got where they needed to go. And Matt Gates finally voted present. He was the last vote. He did it on purpose. He waited till the last minute. And then um, and then Kevin McCarthy gave his victory speech and he used all the platitudes like my father told me it's not where you start, but where you finish. <laughs> and then they started talking about all the things now um, that they're going to get to do, which is good. But here's the deal. And I, and I don't know every specific line item that Kevin McCarthy gave in to the Republicans to get their votes. I don't know. I know the big ones. I know the motion to vacate. There's only a one vote needed, which means if Kevin McCarthy backs out, if Kevin McCarthy like goes back on any of the promises he made or if he turns out to be a big doofus or if he's just like, you know, if he's just like, you know what? Screw you guys. I'm an alligator of the swamp and I don't care about any of you. I'm just going to do my own thing. If that happens, then only one person can bring a motion to vacate and that will bring the uh, the chamber to its knees again while they they go through a no confidence vote or a vote of confidence, I guess, for and Kevin McCarthy and this whole thing could happen all over again. And he knows that they'll do it. Matt Gates is just it. Matt Gates still hates that guy. So he's just waiting for him to mess up one time. And that really, like I said, it makes the Speaker of the House. And again, this was this was how the Founding Fathers designed it. The Founding Fathers designed government to work for the people, to be servants of the people, not the other way around. And you have too many leaders in Congress, in the Senate, in the presidency. You have too many leaders really all over the country uh, that believe that they're there to lead the people or guide the people or just make decisions and the people are going to have to deal with it. And the more they get up the, you know, into the upper echelons of government, the more power they think they have. And that's the opposite. It should be the other way around. The Speaker of the House should not have the ultimate power. The Speaker of the House should always be kind of balancing on a precipice and be reminded that they serve there at the, they serve there at the, uh, at the uh, pleasure of the people of the United States of America. And if they slip up, they got to go. And Nancy Pelosi, she made some power grabs, man, like you've never seen. She made sure that she was solidified and she couldn't be removed and that everything she said went and she ruled with an iron fist and all that kind of stuff. But what the conservative caucus here in the Republican Party, what these 20 people have been able to do is they've been able to weaken the role of the speaker and make him a servant to the House. And in being a servant to the House, uh, instead of a ruler of the House, it becomes a servant to the people. And I think what we're going to see is a lot because of this, because we're now set up for success. This is and that's all this is. This is OK. We're about to take over the House of Representatives, but we got to make sure that we're doing it the right way. And a lot of conservatives were worried. They were concerned. They didn't like Kevin McCarthy. They didn't trust him. They didn't. Uh, they looked at his record and they said, this is not good. This is not going to get us the stuff that we need. And we need a lot of conservative things done. We need the border to be shut down or at least revamped or at least taken care of. And protected. We need uh, the military to be to be um, you know strengthened, and we need to get to the bottom of what happened in Afghanistan. And man, oh Joe Biden, that guy's got to be investigated. His son's got to be investigated. His brother's got to be investigated. Probably his wife has to be investigated. Oh, and at the same time, we should probably investigate how the DOJ, the FBI, the CIA, the CDC, the IRS. We need to investigate how all of those became weapons of mass destruction for Joe Biden and uh, and and just tools and weapons he uses against his political adversaries, namely one Donald J. Trump. So all of that now can happen. And the best news is that it can happen in a way where uh, the speaker is very limited in power 
and the conservatives. And remember, there were 20 conservatives battling against Kevin McCarthy, but the Freedom Caucus is about 44 members. And if you've got you've got all these weakened rules, if you've got Kevin McCarthy in the straitjacket that Matt Gates and Lauren Boebert kept saying he needed to be put in, and you've got 44 members of a 222 member majority. I don't even hold on. Let me do the math on that real quick, because uh, let's see, uh, 44 divided by 222. That's 20 percent. That's 20 percent of the Republican uh, majority that is now basically in control. And I think you're going to start seeing now that Kevin McCarthy is in place and now that, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Oh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, by the way, I forgot to tell you, this is the best part. Uh, what's his name? Rosedale from Montana. Is that right? I think that's right. Yeah, Montana. He um, he was still holding out. And apparently <laughs> Marjorie Taylor Greene got a phone call from Donald Tr uh, Trump. Pardon me. And there's another photo of this. Let's see. Marjorie Taylor Greene passed a phone with Trump on the line to a GOP rebel <laughs> um, on the House floor. A GOP rebel is kind of a funny way to Matt Rosedale, Rosendale, pardon me, from uh, Montana. So Matt, I guess Matt Rosendale was still voting for, I, th I want to say he was voting for Jim Jordan. I'm not sure. He was voting for somebody other than McCarthy uh, or he wasn't voting. Pre anyway, he wasn't in line yet. And Marjorie Taylor Greene gets a phone call from Donald Trump. And we know this because on her phone, it says DT. I as we assume it's Donald Trump. It's either Donald Trump or I don't know. I don't know who else has the initials DT. And she hands the phone to to Rosendale and he's like, I'm not listening to me. You can't don't even pull this crap with me. I'm not I'm not listening to any of you people. And she's trying to get Donald Trump to talk this guy into voting for Kevin McCarthy. And we've got it all there. We've got it all there on, on camera. It's really, it's really kind of fascinating. But again, she might want to change that DT to something else a little more cryptic. You know, like, uh, you know what I would do? I would change it to potential spam because then nobody really knows. That's what I would do. So like when somebody's high profile is calling, it says potential spam. And that way, nobody's going to mess with it. Um, but anyway, when DT calls Marjorie Taylor Greene, you know that it's it's Donald Trump and he's trying to wrangle votes from conservatives. But anywho, so now she'll get on board. She'll get her committee assignments, whatever it is that she was promised so that she could get on board with Kevin McCarthy and help him wrangle the votes he needed to become speaker. But now, like I said, the real power is not with Kevin McCarthy. He's one of the weakest, least powerful speakers in history. And that means that the Freedom Caucus, the 20 percent of the House of the uh, Republican um, caucus, by the way, is going to have a lot of power, man. And if you think holding up the speaker vote, because this was supposed to be a gimme, this is a gimme. This vote really like, let's be honest, at the end of the day. Maybe this wasn't the best choice for speaker, but a weakened Kevin McCarthy may be better than like a, a full strength Steve Scalise or a full strength Jim Jordan. You never know what happens to people when they get in positions of power. Jim Jordan probably would have been a great speaker. And if, if he had wanted the job or if more people voted for him, he probably would have gotten it and he probably wouldn't have mean, needed to make these concessions. He probably would have had, you know, the the typical rules in place, the rule, the, the one vote to vacate that never would have happened if it were Jim Jordan. Everybody loves that guy. They would have just put him in place. And who knows? Maybe he would have become corruptible. Maybe he would have become power hungry. Maybe something bad would have happened to him. It happened to Paul Ryan. Although that guy, I don't think Paul Ryan was ever a real, real conservative. But uh, but this way you have somebody who like Kevin McCarthy, who may not be the most conservative person, but it doesn't matter because he's kind of almost at this point, very close to being a figurehead. And the power lies within the conservative wing of the party. So and positive steps forward, folks.
And now all of our friends can get uh, get their they, they can take the swear their oath of office. They can get back to work. All of our representatives here. I know Aaron Bean. I was texting back and forth with him. I know he's excited. He's, he just every time I'm like, hey, two more votes, dude. And you can finally become a congressman. He's like, thumbs up. Yeah, I know. Been waiting all week. Been waiting all week for this one. Uh, well, now it's finally now it's finally happening. So we'll be what? Look again. I know a lot of people aren't Kevin McCarthy fans, but here's here's another good thing that came out of this. Everybody now knows that a uh, Kevin McCarthy is being watched very closely. Kevin McCarthy is on a very short leash and that there are there are very strong battle ready, conservative, combative Republicans who are ready, willing and able to do whatever it takes politically. Uh, they'll put their life on the line. They'll put their 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 the careers on the line. I mean, hell, one of Matt Gates almost got attacked by uh, by uh, what's his name? Uh, Mike Rogers. So <laughs> so you never know. You never know. They can actually put their physical well-being on the line, but they'll do it all um, just because they love the country. They love the Constitution. They want to see change in Washington, like real change in Washington. And they're willing to do whatever it takes, just like we are, to save the republic. Listen, I hope you enjoyed this special weekend edition. I don't know what's going to happen today. Probably nothing, but I wanted to get this information out ASAP. I want to make sure you guys knew exactly what was going on. And uh, I wanted you to hear it from me first. Uh, thanks again, by the way, for all of the positive comments. Don't forget to subscribe like immediately, like before you do anything else, subscribe to this podcast so that, you know, if there's ever any special editions coming up, you know, if I'm ever doing something on a Saturday, you know that you're going to get the information first delivered right to your cell phone or your computer, or whatever. So wherever you happen to be listening, subscribe to this right now. And then uh, speaking of 2023 and the Republicans now coming together, if you haven't yet grabbed my Republican Revolution resolutions, do it. Do it. We're sending them out. I'm working all weekend on this, folks. So if you want one, order it now. I'll put it in an envelope. You'll have it. A, you'll have it sometime next week, I swear. Um, go to Republican2023.com. That's Republican2023.com. And again, and again, tune in Monday. I'll have another edition of Mark K. Saves the Republic.